You're listening to the Imperfect Pursuit Podcast, episode number 28. Well, it is time for another guest interview. And can I say this one is one of my favorite conversations I think I've had for the podcast. I know I probably say that pretty much every single time, but I really, really enjoyed this interview and I know you're going to love it as well. So I had the joy of interviewing makeup educator Emily Osberger. Now, before you think, what does this have anything to do with growing a business? Trust me, this conversation is just so real and so raw and authentic and you're going to feel so encouraged. So a little bit about Emily. She is a multi-award winning pro makeup artist turned online makeup educator. She now helps ambitious career focused women show up with confidence by empowering them with the ability to do makeup that they're proud of. This conversation is just so refreshing, so inspiring and motivating, but it's not like regular interviews. We don't necessarily talk about specific business strategy that you need to be implementing, but it's just a really holistic, raw, authentic conversation that I have with another business owner. Now, as I've said, Emily is an incredible makeup artist and educator, so we spend a lot of the conversation talking about how she built a wildly successful makeup business in the wedding industry, how she got booked out, how she relied on referrals to grow her business. And then we talk about her pivot into what she's doing now, what went into that decision and what made her choose the niche of helping everyday women with makeup as opposed to helping makeup business owners grow a business. And hearing Emily's heart behind that decision and just her heart behind her business, even right from the start, is just so, so inspiring. We have a really refreshing conversation about some really beautiful topics that I don't think are really spoken about often enough. We talk about inner beauty versus outer beauty, having self-worth, small things that you can do every single day to show up with more confidence and joy, and ultimately accomplish CEO moves and how you can just start every day with a little bit more intention. I really loved having this conversation with Emily. I felt so, so refreshed and encouraged after our chat, and I know that you're going to love this interview as well. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hey, welcome to the Imperfect Pursuit Podcast. My name is Sarah Luthi, and I love all things marketing, money, mindset, and helping creative entrepreneurs pursue their purpose. Nothing in life or business is perfect, but I believe in the power of taking imperfect action and showing up with grace, authenticity, and intentionality. So if you're ready to imperfectly pursue your biggest goals and build a life and business you love, there is a place for you here. Well, Emily, I am so excited to be interviewing you this morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me on. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, I love it. I was thinking about how we first connected and it would have been a few years ago. I think you had asked me to create a floral installation for a workshop you were hosting. And I mean, that feels like so long ago now and so much has changed since then. I mean, look at what you're doing now. It's amazing. Thank you. I remember that as well. That was so fun to chat and connect and our businesses equally have kind of changed a bit by that time. But I remember that floral display. It was so, so beautiful. I still (laughs) love looking at the photos. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, we have so much to talk about and I just love your heart for life and for business and for faith. And I feel like we're just going to dive into so many 
really beautiful, juicy topics. So I'm really excited, but I think it would be great for the listeners to understand a little bit about your background. So Mm -hmm. if you want to share a little bit about your story, how you got started with business and what you're doing now. Sure. I, so my business is pure and other makeup artistry. I kind of fell into it, to be honest. I wasn't like, oh, I want to be a makeup artist. Something that I feel like I always knew was that I wanted to own my own business. I knew that. And so my first real professional job was actually as a receptionist. And through that, I met this lady. She had her own beauty business working for herself. She was like mid-20s. I would look at her and I'm like, man, she's so cool. Like she does all of this herself and she always looks stunning. Mm -hmm. And she just offered once we started chatting if I would like to work for her on weekends doing spray tans. And I was like, yeah, why not? I was kind of like a just say yes to opportunities to start to figure out what you want to do. I think that's a good starting place. I was like, sure. And it was through that that I would see her do makeup on people as I was doing the tans. And that caught my interest. And it wasn't so, I mean, sure, it was also how they look, but it was just the confidence. Like they would jump up and be really like energetic and smiley and look super beautiful. And so it was from there that I thought, let me set out to see if I can do this myself. So I went to an academy and it was after I learned makeup that I didn't really want to work for anyone else for that. I was like, now or never, let's do it. And so yeah. I launched my business and that was, that was back in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like with a lot of entrepreneurs, I think, yeah, it's so interesting talking to people because often they, they just have this moment where they realize I want to work for myself. (laughs) I don't want to wait for this to happen. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. I mean, my story is very similar too. I just knew like more than even working in the wedding industry or being a florist, I was like, I just want to make money like for myself and I want to be Mm -hmm. my own boss and I'm going to make it happen. So I love that. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And nowadays as well, it's not the hardest thing, I guess, depending on the business you're starting. But for me, it's like, okay, let me buy all my products. Let me start a social media and we'll we'll just go from there. You don't have to have it perfect, but it's just Mm -hmm. taking, taking the first steps. Yeah, absolutely. So 2016, you went off and you started your makeup business. So were you doing weddings pretty much straight away was that kind of your niche it was my niche it was what I wanted to get into however weddings it's a big thing like they've really got to trust you and so being just starting out I guess I started with a bit of special occasions makeup since I didn't have my first bride I actually would do bridal makeup on myself and I even got a veil um off eBay at the time and like put it it felt super weird but I was like posing as kind of a bride to showcase I can do makeup anyway eventually mm-hmm. I got my first wedding and yeah it did it grew from there I quite quickly got booked out became a prominent makeup artist in my area started winning a few awards as well for best mm-hmm. bridal makeup artist in my area the Sunshine Coast so it did take off reasonably quick that's awesome do you feel like there is anything that contributed to that growth I know you were really active on social media I'm sure a lot of people just want to know your secrets but do you feel like there was anything in particular that helped you achieve that growth so quickly yeah you know what word of mouth is a big one for Mm. being a local business and because people do talk and especially with weddings as well wow who did this wow who did that and you know what one of my biggest things that I'll pride myself on and to make a difference to get you've really got to have something catchy that makes people want to talk because you can have a good experience but you might just keep it to yourself and think hmm, that was good but if you have a really really good experience if you go to a restaurant like this was so good the food was made at zine the surface was good like you just want to tell everyone 
And so one of my biggest things to be able to do that was how I made the person feel. And that can sound kind of cliche, but that was always my goal. No matter what I had going on in my personal life, I wanted to show up and give them everything. I wanted them to feel amazing, feel beautiful, feel really looked after. And that was a lot of the feedback I would often get was, wow, Emily, you were just so great to work with, or you were very professional as well. Mm, And I love that that was your heart too. And I love that yeah, like your heart wasn't just to do something and make money from it, but you had such a deeper purpose beyond that. Mm. Um, and I think that really shines through. And obviously in everything you're doing now, like that's that's your purpose as well. Even if, even though you've had a little bit of a pivot, I love that that's always been your heart for making women feel beautiful. And yeah, I would love to dive into that because I know that what you're doing now is a little bit different to what you started off in. Yes. And I would love to talk about that pivot and what that looks like for you. So do you want to share about, I guess, what you're helping women with now? Your business looks very different to what it did a few years ago mm-hmm. and would love to hear about that journey. Absolutely. So yeah, it was quite a big pivot. I'm kind of someone I've learned along the way in business. I'm an all or nothing kind of girl. So as soon as I have something on my mind, like I want to do this, I can't stop thinking about it and I just have to do it. And so a slow transition wasn't really for me. It was like a hard and fast pivot, guys. This is what I'm doing. Whether that's good or not, I don't know, but it's just how my brain works. I love it. And so what I do now is helping career-focused, ambitious women that want to show up and accomplish their goals and they want to, they've got a lot on, you know, you're, you might be planning your own wedding, you might be saving for a home, you might be trying to nurture relationships, just reply to texts, like look after your health, all of these things, we're trying to do it all. And I want to help them show up for their day and feel really confident to do that. And so I help them achieve that through empowering them with the ability to do their own makeup each day. And I teach that via online courses. Yeah, I love that so much. And I love that, like, yeah, as I've said, you know, your ideal client has changed. And I guess the method in which you're delivering that has changed, but that's still your heart for making women, like, not only feel beautiful, but now because you're focusing on women who are in like a career business space, um, helping them not only feel beautiful, but allowing that to help them achieve results because right. you know, mindset is so important. And when we are showing up with confidence and with a healthy mindset, it's amazing how that can actually produce tangible results as well. So yeah, I love that so much. So you're not really doing weddings anymore. Is that right? Not really. I did do a yeah hard and fast pivot. So in, so it was January 21 that I decided straight up let's just yeah kind of start of a new year let's just make this really official Mm -hmm. but it was 2020 last year that I just started I started figuring things out you know a lot of the like what I know now I'm very clear with the audience that I'm serving I'm very clear with my product suite but it wasn't that way last year when I started having the idea to pivot to online and to start teaching I was like okay do I want to teach other professional makeup artists how to do it better do I want to teach everyday women do I want to do both like you know and it's not like you just have to have it 100% figured out before you move forward I just played around with it I did actually launch my first online course last year which let's be real it was a bit of a flop I had no idea what I was doing I didn't even know how to really do an online course um but hey I gave it a shot it was actually a remake of like I first started just seeing people in person and I was Mm -hmm. doing local makeup workshops that's how Sarah and I connected 
And um, yeah, so I took that method of the local makeup workshops and just made it an online thing. And like I sold a few through that. And yeah, it was nowhere near perfect, but it's just that starting place. Mm. And then shortly after that, I also even launched a program to teach other professional makeup artists. And it was through that that I realized, no, this isn't the path that I want to do. There may be more money in that, teaching others how to make money. But like you said, the heart was still the same. My mission is still the same. It's really just empowering women to just feel really wonderful about themselves and to Mm. accomplish their goals. And yeah, so that was that was how I figured that out. Yeah, I love that you shared that story because it's so true. Like action brings clarity. And that was such, you know, that's so true for you as well. Like you just had to start taking imperfect action. I know we talk about that Mm -hmm. all the time, but that's so true, right? Like you did that, you realized, okay, something here isn't really working. Or, you know, you started teaching other makeup business owners and that didn't really feel quite right. And I just think that's so true. Like it's so easy to just like stay seated and wait for the perfect idea to come to you. But ultimately, like I really think action is the thing that's going to make that clear for someone. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love that you shared that because that was a question I had for you too, was like, how did you choose between like teaching makeup business owners and teaching everyday women? Because as you say, there probably possibly could be more money in like teaching people how to make money. Uh, But I love that you were like, "Mm, that's not for me. That doesn't feel right. And finding a space in the industry that actually does really feel, feel right for you and something you feel genuinely passionate about. So I love that. Was that like a hard decision for you to make? Well, no, do you know what? Not really. Um, Mostly just because I've, I just know that I cannot show up every day and do something I'm not passionate about. I just, how long can that last? How long can like putting up a facade or faking something or faking like being happy for, not that I was faking being happy, but like, you know, pretending that that's your real mission. It just wasn't. And so I just knew like, no, this is what, when I'm really honest with myself, what makes me feel really good. And another thing is, sure, maybe the cost of a program to sell to someone where they can also make money, you could charge more for that compared to my programs now that are for everyday women that they're learning this almost as like a hobby. There's always going to be a price difference between that. But does it mean that you can't have a successful, thriving, money-making machine of a business? I don't think that's correct. And that's something I've also learned along the way is when you are really authentic and you have a personal mission that you know has really been called just for you as a person, Mm -hmm. um, and sure, maybe others could teach others how to do makeup, but there's only one of me and there's only one person that can do it the way that I'm going to do it. And I just do truly believe that if that's my calling and if I just go hard with that, I know that it it can be a big thing. Absolutely. I love that. It's so good. I would also <laughs> love to know because you kind of mentioned like you're all or nothing kind of gal. And so, yeah. that's so cool. Walk us through like some of the mindset shifts you had you had to have to make the decision. Nope, this is going to be my focus now because I think that can feel so scary for so many people, especially like it's kind of your safety blanket, right? Like your weddings were your main income source financially. It's like a really big decision to choose to let that go and go all in with something that is a little bit more like unknown um, and something that you don't actually really know how to do. I mean, at least that's that's my experience currently. Like I know mm-hmm. exactly how to make money in my wedding business. Yeah. And then, you know, pivoting into coaching has been so interesting because it's a completely different kind of business. 
I would love to know, like, how did that feel in that moment to decide, no, this is what I'm doing? And like, were there any fears when you were kind of making that decision? Yes, absolutely. And look, I will also be real. It does completely depend with each individual and what their financial circumstances. I am married and he has a very stable income. So I will also start by saying that if it were just me and I'm out of my own and I had a mortgage, then yeah, there's, there's more risk involved. Yeah. The other thing is perfect timing is that my weddings kind of stopped from COVID anyway. Mm. So it was for me, I was like, Emily, you're either going to take this opportunity and go for it now, or you can start your weddings back up only to maybe eventually one day bring it, you know, away again. So I just took that opportunity, but you're absolutely right. There was a lot of fear in that. I knew that, I mean, in our location, the Sunshine Coast, it was pretty soon after we could start taking weddings again. We can now. And yeah, it definitely was a fearful thing. And like you said as well, you know how to make money. You know how to get your clients with the services that you've been doing. Having a massive pivot and going online, it's a whole different way of marketing. Yeah. So yeah, there's a whole lot of relearning. It actually, it it was very uncomfortable because a lot of the times it felt like I'm up here, I'm an award-winning pro makeup artist, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm very booked out to down here. It's kind of like starting from square A, I feel like a real business beginner. But a lot of the time I've noticed in business is you really have to get your ego out of it and not worry, if you can, not worry so much about the bank account or your calendar you know I'm Mm. used to having so many meetings throughout the day and now I have pretty much none it's just me (laughs) on my laptop you know hustling each day Mm. and so getting your ego out of it and just focusing on how can I build this up what are my next steps and that was where I started but Mm. to say that I didn't have any fear no and something that has been my, my word for this year is actually being courageous And courageous, there's a big difference between having courage and being brave. To me, being brave is not really feeling any fear. It's like, you're just brave. But I do feel fear. I definitely struggle with that. But it's having the courage to still do it even with the fear. Yeah, I love that so much. And yeah, I'm really glad that you shared that there was still fear involved because I think it's easy for people to look at you know, stories like, like yours, where people have just made this massive pivot. Mm. And it seems so easy because that's what social media makes it look like. Oh my goodness. Like if, even if I had to be completely real saying that this has been the hardest year of my life Mm. with career. Yeah. I would, it's 100% up there. Like there has been so many times where I have like, like done my first live launch this year, you know, and you have these expectations and you have this forecast and you got this goal and it's just heart wrenching for it to not go the way that you expected that it would. So Mm. I have definitely had that. And I've definitely also had a lot of highs, like, oh my goodness, like I'm doing this myself and I've got these online clients and they're having these results through my course. Like, that's so wonderful but no it's been hard yeah (laughs) you're absolutely right on social media you don't share that you know because who would and you're not going to say oh here's my course sadly I didn't have as many of you as I wanted (laughs) like you know you know you're not going to be completely real on social media but I think this is a good chance to be real Mm. because I want others to know that if they are struggling in business 
you are so not alone. Like I, I'm still today. I mean, would it ever really yeah, go away? I'm not totally. sure. We might get better at some things, but there's always new challenges along the way. Mm. Oh, absolutely. I feel like, I don't know if someone says they have it completely all together in business, like they're just lying. <laughs> like even when you know exactly what you're doing, there's always going to be challenges yeah. and especially when you're doing something very, very different. And I totally relate to the live launching thing. Like live launching is so stressful, right? Like, and I had to walk through this with my, with my business coach recently and a live launch I did because it wasn't going exactly to plan. And eventually I ended up hitting at least my first goal, not my big goal, but like my first goal, Mm -hmm. which was great. And I celebrated that, but the whole launch was still really, really stressful. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is not going to plan. Like, nope you know, no one's buying, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's, yeah, it's just so interesting how like social media can make it look like a certain yeah. way. And I've had Definitely. friends tell me like, you know, these really lovely encouraging things like, oh, you're smashing it. You're doing so good. Yeah. But they don't actually know the behind the scenes. And, That's right. you know, and I think there's still, I also wanted to say like what you were saying, like you can still celebrate your wins and celebrate mm. your successes while simultaneously feeling like you're struggling in other areas as well like I don't think it's one or the other no I agree yeah. and you've got to to be able to keep pushing through totally you just feel like yeah. everything sucks everything sucks everything like you yeah you've got to celebrate the wins and look at that um there was one webinar I did there was one live launch I did this year I did two webinars the first one and it's so funny how it can go up and down the first one it went so well I hit my conversion Mm -hmm. rates I'm like celebrating shouting with my husband the very next day I did the exact same webinar and I had one person show up I'm like I don't know what happens but I'm like trying to hold back the tears as I'm getting through the webinar I'm like what is happening um so yeah it can be very up and down you're right you just got to look at those wins and celebrate them even through hardship yeah totally and I think one thing my business coach actually walked me through as well is like when we're setting goals understanding like they don't hold the power like when you're setting goals you're literally just like pulling random numbers out Mm -hmm. of thin air like it's still good to have goals but also knowing like if you don't hit that goal like your success is no less worthy of celebrating absolutely and I think that's yeah definitely worth mentioning because Mm. I think when we do create these goals for our businesses like really we are just creating these numbers that feel good in the moment like yeah this would yeah this would be really really cool to hit but like it's also totally normal to not hit those goals sometimes and it doesn't mean that what you've done hasn't worked it doesn't mean that you haven't had a successful launch or whatever that looks like Um, and you can still like celebrate what you have achieved and knowing that if something hasn't gone to plan you know just working out like what you can learn from that as well yeah absolutely and especially the first time because you're right the Mm. first time it is kind of out of thin air the second time you got some data the third time you got more data and you know what to really base it off so your goals can be a bit more realistic as well yeah absolutely Mm. so good I love that okay well um I would love to know a little bit about I mean your business Pure Nava I've always wondered what that name has come from (laughs) like can you just walk us through how you came up with that name and the meaning behind it yeah sure I do get asked that a lot because it is different one thing I knew when I started my makeup artistry business is I personally didn't want to restrict myself to being makeup by Emily it really does just keep me at just doing that and I guess deep down I had a desire I didn't know in what way but I wanted it to be something bigger so I always knew that like yes I'm just starting with makeup artistry but if I don't have my name so attached and if it's a business name then there's growth there 
like yeah. an opportunity for growth. And so that's why I started thinking of different words. And how I did it was actually, I just had a blank piece of paper and I wrote down a bunch of words that I believe would represent my brand. And so I actually still have the notebook. Mm. And I had like two columns of all these different random words, like beauty or whatever, whatever. Pure was one of them. Anyway, once I had all of the words down, I circled pure and then I really like pure beauty, like that just really mm. uh, meant a lot. But I'm like, man, that sounds cliche. And it would probably be taken, like, you know, pure beauty. And so I just thought, hmm, is there a play on words I can do? Anyway, so mm-hmm. Nava is a Hebrew derived word that means beautiful, pleasant. Wow. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And so really the meaning of Purinava is in a nutshell, it means inner and outer beauty. That's a big belief of mine is yes, we could do the best makeup job in the world, but if we don't feel right on the inside, where's the joy, you know? Mm. Um, and so that's why I'm really big on preaching inner and outer beauty, inner and outer confidence. So pure refers to having a pure heart. And that doesn't mean perfection. I don't really think that's possible, but it's the pursuit. Um, I'm on an ongoing pursuit of a pure heart. I'm practicing things like kindness, compassion, being generous, you know, being courageous, like we were talking Mm. about before. That's to me what it means to pursue having a pure heart. And Nava, as I said, a Hebrew derived word, it means pleasant and lovely and beautiful. And to me, it's the confidence to know that you are all of those things. Mm, that's such a beautiful story and like it sounds so good too like pure nava just has a ring to it too has a little flow (laughs) yeah it does but no I love that so much and and what you were saying about inner and outer beauty and I know you share a lot about this on like your platforms as well and it's something you're so passionate about which I love so much and I think that really sets you apart from other makeup artists or makeup educators is that you are so passionate about what's on the inside too because I think you know it's easy to look at makeup artists and think like oh, you know, they're so beautiful. They're really good at what they do and blah, 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 blah. And like, that's so true for you. But I love that, like, you just go a layer deeper and you're so open about like what's really on the inside and encouraging other women to actually pursue that and, you know, find self-worth in who they are and not just what they look like or what they do or anything like that. So I know it's something you're super passionate about. Yeah, definitely. I think a post that came to mind, I don't know when you posted it, but I remember you speaking about like self-worth and I think you had posted photos from like back in the day and how, you know, online it seemed like you had everything together and like you opened up a little bit about like what was really going on behind the scenes. And I just think that's, I mean, that's so courageous of you to do as well. I guess what was your heart behind opening up about that season in your life when on the outside it looked really, really good, but you were walking through things that, you know, weren't quite so lovely on the inside? Yeah, I shared about that. That was the time when I was winning those awards. It was kind of the peak of my makeup artistry career with weddings. Yeah. And so, yeah, on the outside, it looked really well. And I think even one of the photos that I shared was from that event that I was Sarah, where you did my floral design for, for the makeup workshop. And yeah, outwardly dressed up to the nines, hair done, makeup done. But I just remember on the inside, just feeling so broken because I was going through other personal hardship at the time. And I've never experienced that before like I'd never felt so much anxiety and just so many tears were shed like oh it was just Mm -hmm. it was a really low awful time and because I was struggling so much mental health wise how I viewed myself was different and that's really what made me realize again peak of my career can do flawless makeup but I still didn't feel beautiful 
And when you don't feel amazing on the inside, you kind of do look at yourself differently. Like I'm pin, I'm picking out all of my flaws. I'm at this event thinking like, oh, I don't like my hair. I don't like, you know, I feel overweight in this dress. I mean, how silly to say, but really I just didn't feel that great at all. And just trying to get through the event. And now I just know so much is that some people, I even did a poll on my Instagram stories because I was just curious. And I said, do you believe that it's easier for some people to have confidence based on how they look? And I think it was about 85% said yes. And I just find that really interesting because from my experience, it wasn't really like that. And I know it's easy to think that like, oh, it's easy for you. Look at you, like whatever. But it really is the inner work that it takes. Mm. And in saying that though, I'm all for both. I know that there are some movements where it's like, your body is the least important thing about you. And I'm like, ah, it's like the only <laughs> vessel we have to live. So yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of a bit of both. Like I am yeah. all into definitely working on the inside. And I'm not going to say that by doing your makeup, you're just going to be so happy and everything will be perfect. I don't believe yeah. that. However, I do believe that it gives you that confidence boost. Absolutely. Like I've witnessed that so many times. And that was why I started doing this mm. was when I would do someone's makeup and they would jump up and they would look at their girlfriends. I look at me and I can't stop looking in the mirror and they're excited yeah. and like everything's yeah. so wonderful. I think it's such a beautiful thing to witness. But quickly what followed after that was they would say to me and we'll, they would kind of be joking, but they'd be like, oh, can you just come see me every day? Or I wish I could do this myself. Yeah. And that was how it started for me. I was mm. like, oh, I, you can like I want you daily if this is the feeling that you want if you want this feeling daily I want you to be able to do that and so yeah I believe that it does take a bit of that inner and outer work yeah it's definitely not one or one or the other and like you said there is a bit of a movement like you know and it's true like it is true you don't need makeup to be beautiful and like that's not at all what you're saying but it's also like understanding and it's just logic like if anyone has had their makeup done professionally before, they've probably felt so beautiful. And like, I feel way more confident on the days I do my hair and makeup. Like it's just how it works. Right. And I know that's your heart as well. And it's not at all saying like you need makeup to be beautiful, to be confident. But if that gives you the boost in order to show up at work with that extra little bit of energy and a little bit of joy and a little bit of confidence, like that is going to really impact and contribute to the results that you that you have. And like, I know um, when we were chatting earlier and emailing back and forth and, you know, you had shared like when you were at your peak of your wedding business and it was really, really successful, you know, you'd be racing out the door, like piece of toast in hand, like yeah. hair in a messy bun. <laughs> and like, it does impact the way that you show up on the day, right? Definitely. Um, yeah. Like I remember that, yes, you're absolutely right. Like even though I kind of had that skill set, another thing that would come after is realizing when to use that because mm. to me, makeup was something, oh, it's only for special occasions and you have to spend an hour doing it, you know, watch a tutorial at the time, whatever it might be. But so in the mornings I would wake up for a wedding job. It might be early and yeah, I would be completely scattered. I'll just try and get as much sleep as I could. And then I'll wake up, grab some toast, grab a coffee, get dressed, head out the door. And I'm like, Oh, okay. What's my bride's name today? Like, what am I doing? Like, what's, (laughs) let me quickly look through the notes of her trial. Um, compared to the days where even if it's just 15 minutes and you get up that little bit earlier, your clothes are already laid out. You just have on a bit of blush or lipstick, mascara, your brows done, whatever it might be, spending a bit of that time in the morning to put an effort into yourself, it would allow me to show up and put effort into others. 
And when I would take pride in myself, I'm taking pride in my work and I'm showing up like I've, you know, I've been up. I'm not just out of bed. I've spent the time getting ready. I may have had on a nice podcast or a playlist at the time that's making me feel good. And when I show up, I'm able to give my best self to others. Yeah, I love that so much. And I think it's something I often talk about with my coaching clients too, is like, who do you need to be in order to have the business that you desire? Like, who do you need to show up as? And I think it's very, very easy to like I guess take advantage of like the work from home life you know like I'll just work in my pajamas I'll just stay Mm -hmm. in bed today and just like work with my laptop on my lap in bed or whatever and I mean sometimes sometimes I will say sometimes sometimes, it's warranted sometimes that (laughs) is warranted like that is totally okay sometimes but if that's like the the rhythm that you've fallen into Mm -hmm. like an unhealthy habit of like just rolling out of bed at like you know eight o'clock and then like staying at the tv for an hour and a half and then like deciding I should probably do work and you know not actually getting changed like are you really going to be in the right frame of mind to show up for your clients to market your business effectively to you know do these high level tasks that are going to drive the needle forward or as you said like what would that life look like if you did get up that little bit earlier. You knew exactly what your morning routine looked like. You knew exactly what you were going to wear. You spent just the 10 or 15 minutes to like make yourself feel a little bit more put together so that you could be confident to show up for stories that day and not feel like, oh, I'll just do stories another day because I don't look very good today. Like, I just really think it does impact our businesses and our our work and our career like more than we actually realize. So I think it's a really, really important conversation. Yeah, thank you. I absolutely agree. And I did notice, yeah, that big difference when you do show up feeling really confident. Because another thing as well, similar to what you're saying is it does make you more productive, I have found. And yes, there are days where it's warranted. You might have just so much on, like I have them, hair goes in a bun, active wear remains on, and I'm just like getting through it. Sure, you know, but there is definitely also just having that routine in the morning, something you're actually going to look forward to. That's not so much a chore, like, oh, I just got to do this. But if it's something you actually look forward to and you set yourself some of those boundaries, especially if you are working from home, which a lot of us are now, something I've kind of had to master over the time as well is setting those boundaries to be like, okay, I'm in work mode now. And I've even, I've got this story actually with this pair of pants. It kind of reminds yeah. me of one of my favorite movies, Confessions of a Shopaholic. I don't know. If oh, I love that movie. The Girl on the Green so Scarf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got this. It was actually my birthday. My husband took me to one of my favorite shops, which is Forever New. Mm-hmm. And he was like, get a new dress. And when I was there, I was like, I actually like these pants. And I'm not the type to kind of be in a suit or wear pants, but it was the first time I was like, I want to try these on. And they were these like high-waisted, white, like satin, wide leg Mm. pants. And I put them on and I just instantly was like, like I kind of feel like this CEO kind of woman. Like I need to have like heels on. And anyway, so we bought the pants and they were sitting in my drawer for months because I'm like, when am I really going to wear these? And it was just one day that I put on my makeup. I'm like, I'm like 
today's the day. Like you got the pants. It's Let's time. put on the pants. Yeah, just wear them. them out. Yeah. And so I put them on. I had on a nice top with it, and I just felt so good. I was like, this feels so great. It was actually the first time. So something on my to do list for a while is I wanted to start doing podcasts like like mm-hmm. this. And so my first one for this year, I thought, okay, Emily, let's do it. You need to pitch yourself to some podcasts, put yourself out there. And I'd always been way too nervous to do it, but feeling really good that day, feeling Mm. like that kind of, I cringe when people say this, but boss babe, CEO kind of feeling, you're feeling good about yourself. Um, It made me put myself out there because I was Mm. confident in myself. I wasn't kind of hiding away and they said yes. And so that's been, that's been kind of my thing this year. So yeah, I really think that that yeah, that's kind of the impact of feeling good about yourself. I really do think that when you are feeling confident, it allows you to put yourself out there at maybe times when you wouldn't have. Yeah, I love that story so much. And I have so many like outfits that are just hanging in my wardrobe yeah. that like I bought for a branding <laughs> shoot, which I would which I don't actually wear on a daily basis. But like, I love that. Like what's stopping you from having like just those mm-hmm. random days where you're like, yeah, I'm going to like show up as this, city person even though I'm working from my home (laughs) (laughs) whenever I go to the city and I see all these like you know business women like walking around in their heels and their fancy outfits part of me is like jealous of the fact that like oh they get to like dress up like that for work and I remember thinking like when I was in the city recently like well, I still could. Then being able to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like what's actually stopping me? Yeah. And not that I, I mean, I'm sure if I actually worked in the city, it would get old really, really quickly. Like yeah. I love working from home for the reason of being able to wear whatever I want, but also like, yeah. What's stopping you from like buying that dress that you really, really want that you think is too dressy to work from home in or like what's stopping you from buying that blazer or wearing that blazer that you bought for a branding shoot (laughs) and you know what something I think of as well like similar to what I said at the start where women just trying to do it all if you're listening to this you're probably trying to grow your business maybe you're trying to grow some friendships or relationships there's things that you're trying to do and so feeling good about yourself can very easily fall to the wayside because you're like oh I've got way more important things to worry about right now And I get it. That's a very easy mindset to think. Mm. And I agree. It's partly true. There are some very more important things than having your brows on fleek, but it goes deeper than that. It's, it's, I feel like I can show up so much better for my day to get through all of those things when I feel Mm. good about myself. So maybe it's actually really important. So if you've been wanting to learn how to do your makeup, but you're like, oh, I'll get to it when I'm on holiday or when this or when that, it's like, no, maybe this is something you really need now. Mm. And it's going to allow you to stop worrying about even, you know, let's just say it is showing up on Instagram stories. And that's something that you haven't done because you haven't felt confident enough to do it. How Think of the opportunities it can open up for you. Yeah. Or when you're going out for drinks with the girls and you're just more so worried or stressed or anxious beforehand, whereas you would love to be able to just enjoy it and not worry so much about you know, how you look. And if you just rock up, just feeling really presentable and really beautiful in yourself and you're not worrying so much, like, oh, is my foundation still in my nose? Yeah. And like, I love what you mentioned earlier, like makeup doesn't need to be an hour long mission that feels really exhausting. And, you know, I've watched like your little tutorials that you put on Instagram, which I know is only like a taste of what you actually offer in your paid courses and things. But like, I just love that, you know, you just simplify your techniques in a way that are actually achievable. It doesn't take like 90 minutes to pull off a beautiful look. And, you know, if someone can learn 
what it takes to just make themselves feel beautiful in like 10 or 15 minutes with really simple techniques like that's what I'm all about yeah absolutely because I think that's another thing that stops everyday women they're like oh that's just for the pros I can't do a six-week course take an hour each morning like no me either and it's my thing like yeah I just want to spend a good 15 minutes like even this morning so our podcast interview is kind of early in morning and I did my workout this morning I'm like oh okay I've just got really 20 minutes until I need to be sitting down to doing this I could stay in my active wear or I can go and get dressed, put on some jeans, put on a top, just did some lipstick, brows, blush. And that's instantly just made me feel that little bit better. Even if you do only have five minutes to do it. Other times yeah. you might have a bit more, but now I'm all about keeping the process really simple. And that's the thing is when you know exactly what to do and the right steps for you using just a handful of essential products, it's something you do look forward to. It's not something that is a chore. Yeah, yeah. no, I love that so much. And I just want to share a story as well, because like, this is resonating so much with me and I know it's going to resonate with women. Um, the last couple of Sundays, like, I mean, I always get a little bit dressed up for church. I'll always like do something with my hair or like, unless I like am actually in a rush and then I might just chuck it in a ponytail or something. But I, I really like to just curl my hair or straighten mm-hmm. my hair and I'll put on makeup for church and I'll get, you know, dressed up for church because because I work from home and I'm not often wearing like really nice clothes that make me feel really pretty. Like Sunday is a day where I'm like, this is my day to get dressed up. And the two recent Sundays I've gotten home and I'm really trying to get onto like my real game. I'm really trying to like record more reels. And I've just, I've been enjoying your reels lately. Oh, good. That's good. They're working. But, um, you know, I used to find them so exhausting because I mean, it's just another thing I had to learn. But the other reason I haven't really been doing reels is because like often on a daily basis, I am just in workout clothes or I'm in like my loungewear or something. And I mean, you can still record reels in that, but there are certain reels where you're like, no, I actually do need to look presentable for this. But the last two Sundays I've gotten back from church and I've decided like, I feel really good today why don't I just like that to record like three or four reels and I've spent an hour doing it because I felt really good that day because I spent the time that morning to like actually do something to my hair and put on makeup but I say that because I don't actually want to get into the habit of only recording reels on Sundays because it should be my day off and like I'm like kind of kind of naughty for doing that but it makes me wonder like man if I had just like done that on a Wednesday or a Thursday or if I had just spent that like 25 minutes doing that on like a weekday like Imagine like if I can just record all my reels then. And I guess I I share that story because I think a lot of people can relate to that. Like Mm. they only feel like they can record things when they are really dressed up or when they do feel really beautiful. And that's totally okay. Like while it's also totally fine to do like makeup free stories, I do that, you know, pretty regularly as well. Like I know there are certain times where you're like, no, like I actually want to feel like a little bit better for this particular reel or whatever. Um, So I think like, yeah, I don't think we realize how the simple things of like, yeah, having a little bit of makeup on that day Mm. and doing something with your hair actually does impact the actions that you take. Um, So I love that that's like your heart and what you often talk about as well. Thank you. Yeah. And I love that story and good on you for also, also keeping that boundary up of being like, no, weekends is my time alone. I really shouldn't be doing this. But But hey, at least it makes you think like, how can I implement this through my work week? During the week. Yeah, Mm. definitely. I love it. Well, we've talked about so many really wonderful things and I feel like, yeah, it's been a really good conversation. And I love that we we did touch on that, on the inner beauty as well. Like while we are talking about makeup and talking about wearing nice pants to make you feel confident. (laughs) Like, I love that you also shared your story about like the season in your business where it did look like you had it all together, but you know, you were, you were working through some inner things as well on the inside. Um, And I think 
with all of this said, like it is just so important for people to be aware of, you know, not only their outer beauty, but also like really working on the heart as well. Because as you said, like you can look so, so beautiful. And I remember that day when I, when we had that workshop and like you arrived and you're in your beautiful white dress. And I remember <laughs> thinking like, she is so stunning. And like you're posing for photos. And I was like, oh my gosh, like she is so stunning. But it's so <laughs> interesting that like you shared now, like, there the was truth. stuff going on behind mm. the scenes, right? Yeah. So yeah, I love that like that's your mission to help women feel beautiful, not only on the outside, but on the inside as well. So thank oh, you so, so much. And thank you for just a great podcast, like the Imperfect Pursuit. I love that. And you allow that vulnerability to come out. You allow real talk mm. as well, just through you being you and the questions that you're asking, you just really create that space as well for good oh, conversation to be had. Good. I mean, I'm just like, I just am so aware of how social media can make people's lives look and even my own. And I mean, it's, that's okay too. Like there are certain things that you shouldn't be sharing completely with the world, but I also think like podcasts are a space where like the real conversations do happen and you can kind of share stuff in hindsight, you know, like when you're going through hard stuff, like it doesn't feel appropriate sometimes. It's good to keep it to yourself. Right. And like, I mean, I, I definitely admire women who do open up in the moment, but like personally, like I also think sometimes there is stuff that you do need to keep to yourself. It is a bit more private. It could be really, really personal and that's totally okay. I think sometimes we feel this pressure to like be authentic and share everything. And like, yeah. I felt that pressure too, because I'm so passionate about, about authenticity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, when I am going through stuff, I'm like, should I be sharing this? Like, am I being like really, you know, fake by not sharing it. But I also believe like there are seasons, right? And like sometimes it is just more appropriate to share that after the fact. And, it, you know, that can still be so impactful for people as well. I agree, yeah. They say share from a scar, not from a wound. Mm, So good, love Mm. it. (laughs) Well, I have a few like rapid fire questions, which I always ask to wrap up the interview. I think Mm -hmm. you did kind of already answer this, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because people are expecting it, but just wanted you to share like a time in your business um, that you decided to take that imperfect action. And how do you think that paid off for you? Like, I know you shared a little bit about this Mm. already, but is there any time in particular you can think of? Yeah, it would definitely be starting my first online course, such imperfect action, didn't really know what I was doing, but there's even free courses that you can just learn things from Google things as well. So that was a time when I definitely just took imperfect action and just got started and it has paid off. I mean, I still feel like I'm just getting started, but I've had a few live launches under my belt now. And that's really what my whole business is made Mm. up of now. So yeah. So good. Love it. Do you have a favorite podcast or a book that you're loving at the moment? It could be both. (laughs) I am currently reading Get Out of Your Head by Jenny. I forget her last name. I got it from Kuron. So Mm -hmm. it is a mindset book. It is so good. She also backs it up with like neuroscience stuff and podcast, The Imperfect Pursuit, of course. Mm -hmm. And I love Joyce Meyer. Yeah, cool. Yeah, she's great. Because you're obviously a Christian as well. So Mm -hmm. like you soaking up all of that content yes. and it's get out of your head if it's from Kurong is that like a yeah. faith-based book as well it is it's a faith-based mindset book mm-hmm. yeah it's really yeah. amazing so cool love it is there a favorite business tool you're loving at the moment that helps you run your business or like an app that you recently found yeah so I recently just discovered funnelytics 
Oh, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, I know. I'm still kind of figuring it out myself, but it has been a game changer and it's just fun to play around with. So it's a mapping tool because I'm very visual. You might be the same being creative minded, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm very visual. So when you've got your online stuff and there's all these different funnels, I know we didn't really go into funnels today, but you kind of got like, you start with your lead magnet and then that flows into one small offer and it goes, you know, up. And so a lot of the time there's so many moving parts, like, okay, someone will send me a message, like a DM. And so then I'll send them here to my lead magnet. And then I'll send them here to my online free online class. And then I'll send them here to my online course and Funnelytics lets you map out the whole process visually. That's so cool. I haven't heard of that. I'll have to mm. look into that. It's a free tool, I believe. You can yeah. pay for like extra features, but I'm currently just on the free one and it's been really good. Yeah. And like, do you find it just helps you like map out like your launches and things like that? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of the time, like even looking around my office right now, there's just so many pieces <laughs> of paper because that's what I do. I like to visually map things out, yeah. but you can do this on your computer. So it's all in one place. Mm, so cool. Have to look mm. into that. And I would love to know what are three things bringing you joy at the moment? Oh, I would say this season of life is really special where it is just my husband and I, we have our home. So we're doing some home renovations. We live in the hinterlands. That brings it's been so fun. Like watching you do that. <gasps> Thank you. Yeah, so it's been lots of fun. And we have our little Gigi. We got a new dog. So good. Our first dog. So yeah, she brings a lot of joy. She's a little sausage dog. She's super cute. And is she settling in well? She is. Yeah, she is settling in now. Yeah. So cute. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, it's so fun watching your stories, like just keeping up with your life (laughs) and looking at your renos and yeah, so, so good. And I think like with that as well, because I think sometimes we put our personal lives out there and sometimes people aren't really interacting. It can feel like, Ugh, like are people just finding this annoying but yeah can I say, like it actually is so so valuable and like I feel like I know you so well just because you have really shared like not only your personal walk mm-hmm. stuff as well but also like sharing about your home and your dog and you know your marriage and it has nothing really to do with like yeah your business but I also think it's so beautiful to you know share that part of your life as well so oh that's lovely thank you I'm so glad that you enjoy following along yeah so fun and like your house looks amazing oh <laughs> Where thanks is it? We're, getting, we're getting there so we live around the Monville area the Sunshine yeah. Coast hinterland so beautiful yeah. so dreamy love Very it peaceful. did you always <laughs> did you always know that you wanted to live in the hinterland so my husband's from Mullaney he grew up here like born and bred and I grew up in Noosa by the beach so no I was always kind of a beachy girl um mm-hmm. but he was really keen once we got married to like you know come to the hinterland and it started to grow on me the more time I spent there but I didn't realize how much I would actually enjoy it so yeah we're very happy here so good and do you have like is it a big property it looks pretty big well no we've so we've got a farm at the back of our property there's just like a barbed wire fence so it probably looks like it's massive but our property is I think it's 800 meters square yeah nice but that's like the best thing right because you don't pay for all the property but I know it's so good we can admire it you have like this amazing view (laughs) yeah (laughs) so good well Emily it's been so fun talking to you thank you so much for coming on the show and just sharing your heart for women and yeah it's been such a good conversation and I know the listeners would have gotten a lot of encouragement and inspiration out of our chat today so thank you oh I hope so thank you so much for having me Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss future episodes. And while you're at it, if you'd like to leave a five-star rating on iTunes, I would be so grateful. 
This lets me know what kind of content you're loving so that I can keep creating valuable content for you in the future. It also helps this podcast to find its way to the ears of other creatives just like you. You can check out the show notes for links to everything that was mentioned in this episode or head to my website www.sarahluthie.com for more information and some cheeky freebies. Thanks again for being here, friend. I am so grateful for you and I'm cheering you on as you imperfectly pursue your purpose.